Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. How much time till we're on? I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to a Wednesday edition of Sports Day. Sats and the Rat here again. And actually, Rat's working overtime tonight. I'm in foreign territory. Have you had to click the, uh, man, I'm, I've click had the to, ticket I, in? I, I've had to... Uh, <laughs> I've had to get on the protein. I've had to, you know, watch my diet. I'm, I'm, this is hard work for me. It I'm, is. It's uh, day three. Yeah, plenty. And, I, and I'm doing breakfast tomorrow and ah, Friday. With Pat with and Heels. With, well, with Pat. Oh, Heels is not heels, there. Yeah. That's why I'm doing it. Heels so, Paddy right. Welsh, to our listeners, um, yeah. if you've been living under a rock for the last 50 years, Paddy Welsh is one of the godfathers of, oh, sports of broadcasting. Yeah. Remember, he was whispering Pat during the during the golf. He used to always be down on the golf course and they'd cross to Pat and he'd always be whispering. And he's very good friends with Greg Norman. He yeah. always always got on well with Greg. And Greg was he would only do interviews with Paddy when yep. he came back. Yep. Man, I'm 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 genuinely nervous about working with Pat tomorrow. So wish me luck, guys. You should it's, be. Uh, he's intimidating. <laughs> oh mate, yeah. thanks for the thanks for the help. <laughs> yeah, welcome <laughs> listeners, uh, Super Radio Network, SEN eleven seventy in Sydney, SENQ six ninety three AM in Brizzy, sixteen twenty on the Gold Coast. And if you're listening on the SEN app, welcome to the show. Plenty on. Usually Wednesday's a quiet show. And get involved any time, 0457-736-736. And the show is always brought to you by the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. And on the show tonight, one of your favourites, Gold Coast Titans ace, AJ Brimson. Yeah, you like him. yeah I love him. You I know, love... we're not trying to uh, pee in your pocket here, but he actually reminds me a lot of lot of you the way you used to play. Is that right? Yeah, left foot kicker, very, you know, can change direction without losing any speed. Very deceptive. Well, mate, I watch him play, and I think I would have loved to have had his pace. So mm. I appreciate that. So that's that's good. Now Thank we've you. we've actually got a uh, another segment we're going to introduce tonight. This is it. Yes, 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 yeah. Do you like that or not? <laughs> oh, that's like it that's, or loathe uh, it. Well, I I probably I don't, that's lo- like it or loathe it. Loathe it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Play it again. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Of course, that's from I just Harry think, I just think yeah. if, you know, one, one of our listeners um, is, you know, listening to his radio and his wife just walked in just on that first <laughs> little bit there. It'll, uh, it'll, okay. it'll take some explaining. Danny Basso again. Yes! 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 <laughs> yeah. Like it or loathe it. Yeah. That's coming up really soon. Oh, I'm sure Sugar, one of our colleagues, Joel Kane, will be listening right about now. I want, I want him to text in also. Does he like it? Because he'll steal it. He'll eventually steal it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I've also got That's Ridiculous, one of our favourites. Yeah, ridiculous. thank you, Suze. Yeah. Yeah, Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing has a couple of really good tips tonight at Wenny. Also a really good tip for, for this weekend, the Maitland Gold Cup, which is a group two, 40, 40-odd thousand dollars worth. For the winner. Absolutely. And also Cam Luke, who is our 
local aficionado about uh, basketball, the NBL. And the Sydney Kings, Game 5 decider at Kudos Bank Arena. This is going to be epic, and it's not long till tip-off very, very soon. Cam Luke's going to join us uh, from courtside to tell us what the atmosphere is like. Um, of course, we do our tips each week. And I was horrible last week. You weren't too right. bad. No, I was all right. Yeah. I think I got five. So my tips this week are going to be based on, and we're not going to do the tips tonight, but I want to talk to you about it because my tips this week, Rat, are going to be based around um, if you threw the coaches into a cage match, <laughs> a fighting match. Now, not trying no wonder to, you're losing. Not trying to promote <laughs> fighting and violence bad. here, but I'm going to put my games. I'm, I'm just going to throw a few at you right here, okay? Right. Tomorrow yep. night. Seabold up against Arthur in a cage match. That's this is going to be my winner. This is my tip. Oh well, I'm taking Brad Arthur. A little bit fitter. Just um, he just looks angry. Yeah, he just looks right. like he's got that yeah. mongrel in him. You know, well, like, I'm the, that's it. I've, I've got Parramatta. Yeah, okay. okay. Next one, Adam O'Brien. Oh, I've tipped Manly in that game. Just okay, so, you know. so Adam yeah. O'Brien versus Wayne Bennett. Now I'm thinking Wayne Bennett's you know cagey, long reach. He's a little bit like Sam Elliott from Roadhouse. Yeah, he could get someone in a. Triangle or an arm bar, like he's got those long rangey limbs. But Adam O'Brien, yeah, younger, fitter, yeah, unpredictable. Don't know whether he can hold them. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's been under pressure, so he needs to win. Yeah, well, well, they had a win last week, but mm. you know, like so that's uh, that's my example. Like the the coaches in a cage fight. You know, the one I'm really looking forward to that I've got to pick will be Ricky Stewart versus Craig Fitzgibbon. Now, Ricky Stewart ooh. will gouge your eyes out. Oh, Ricky Stewart will do anything to win to win a to win a fight. Yeah. Uh, so they're in a cage match, but he's gone up against Craig Fitzgibbon, who is a known BJJ expert. Specialist. Loves to choke people out. Yep. Even his players. To- choked out Toby Rudolph. Yeah, because he turned <laughs> up late for training. Yes. So my round three tips, um, which I'm going to do tomorrow night, is going to be based on who wins in a cage fight. Oh. Okay. Imagine if you put them all in a, in a Royal Rumble. Who wins in a Royal Rumble? They're all in there. I, I'm, I'm backing Todd Payton. He's throwing them all out over the top rope. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad one. Well, what about, say, that's an interesting one, okay? If they all throw them into a room, a bar room. <laughs> yeah, okay? bar room brawl. Sheensy, you know, he's, he's in his early, what's Sheensy be late 60s, you know, 70 now. Just keeps himself fit. Oh, he'd be smart. But the thing about it, if he's getting beaten, does Benji and Robbie, do they come flying? Oh, yeah, the, so the, the mad managers. <laughs> they come flying down With a, like Jimmy Hart yeah. back in the day. <laughs> well, George Animal still letting oh, the foam out of the corner mate. post. What a lot of time wrestling was back in the day. Where's the Daddy Vass gone? Daddy Vasco's disappeared. He's got yeah. to push some buttons for me. Mm. Uh, have we got a caller? Who we got, Daddy Vasco? Uh, we've got Glenn on the line. I'll just see if he's there. We're just having some little drums with our phones tonight. Because uh, Woogie's away at the moment. He's still coming back from his trip to the Oscars for his best supporting actor in an <laughs> animation film. How are you, Glenn? G'day, Sats. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good. The Rat's here as well. Hey, Glenn. G'day, Rat. How are you, buddy boy? I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. What's on your mind? Mate, I just had a cup. I just got uh, very quick, so please don't hang up. Okay. I promise I'll be sure. Okay. It is Waratah West Wacky Wednesday. Yep. Hey, Sats. Yep. Did you hear about the guy who invented the knock-knock joke? Uh, I told this last he, night. He got no, the Nobel. He, he got the Nobel Prize. Yeah, he won the Nobel Prize. Oh. Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Sats. Just another one for yep. you. Yep. Do we also call... Do we also call... <laughs> no, 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 no. We've got to listen, We've got to, listen to this one. Hey, what is back, it? Justin. I miss you and your cricket insight, and hope you're listening, my good friend. Oh, you can, you can go yeah, actually. Yeah, 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 play yeah. the music. Yeah, <laughs> you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn. Okay, okay. Oh, now we spoke about it early on. Um, our new segment, 
And here it is. Yeah. Oh. Mm, like it or loathe it. Okay, chime in any time, listeners. Uh, 0457736736. Or call us on the 1300-01-1170. I just want to put a disclaimer out to all the all our listeners. Yeah. I've had nothing to do with the sound effects on this show. Well, the reason there have been why, some horrific ones. <laughs> the reason why is because um, you've always, you're have always you always rating our... Our audio. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So how do you rate that? That's, I don't know. I, rank? I'm, I don't, yeah, it's pretty rank. Okay. I just think it doesn't balance out. You've got a long, like, yes, and then a little yuck. Okay. Or I think we need to even it out. We're trying know. to be positive. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, focus good, on good, the yeah. positive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it or loathe it. Uh, I'm going to throw this one at you, yep. rat. Brad yep. Arthur has, has extended his time at Parramatta. The club has signed him to the end of 2025. Like it or loathe it? Like it. Yep. Yeah, takes all the – I mean, if you're going to change coaches, you've got to have someone who you think's better, right? Mm. Um, he's done a good job with, with the Parramatta Eels. And, don't like, everyone sort of criticises at the fact that he hasn't won a premiership. Like, just think about those last few years where they've been in the mix, like who they're up against. Like, the Penrith Panthers, particularly last year when they made it to the grand final, it's a generational team, that. Yeah. You know, that's not a, that's not a team that – you know, that's not your standard, you know, 1986 grand final team. That team will be talked about for years and years and years, like the Broncos of 92 and 93, you know. Like, that's the sort of team that is. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, I like it. Takes, I mean, and, yeah, good on them for doing it because they're probably going to be 0-5. So mm. that would have made it worse. They've they got, they got a jag one out of that mm, first five. Uh, it's not a bad, not a good draw for them. What do you got for me? Oh, for you, Josh Schuster at six. I... Well, this is a funny one. Based on Cooper Johns's game in round one, I'd say loathe it. But it's very, it's it's a very like, it's very harsh. Mm. Loathe it. You will. We don't want to say like hate it. it. Or, yeah, we don't <laughs> want to say hate it. Loathe it. Loathe it. Is it worse? Lo- yeah, can be a little bit brutal. I loathe hey? that. Uh, Josh Suster six. I say loathe it. Yeah, I loathe it. Yeah, I think he's a thirteen, or I think he's a. I think he's a, a left-side back rower, much like John Sutton played at South when they won the comp in 2014. He can still be that really good ball player. Yep. Um, but I like him as a left-side second rower and becoming another option or the opposite side of the field that the other threat's coming from. So at the moment, I loathe it. Yeah. Um, okay, Rat, like yep. it or loathe it. Roosters, we didn't touch on this Monday, Roosters signing Nathan Brown. I love it. Oh, you don't like it. You love it. I love it. Yes, yeah, so do I. You know why I love it? Yeah. It's going to give us so many so, much, so many text messages about the Roosters' salary cap. And the, but, like, I mean, they've got him for nothing. Well, they've paid four months of his salary. They're going to pay another portion of it as well. So the Roosters have got a bargain. Absolute bargain. And they're smart. They needed, you know, someone to sort of fill some gaps for him. Obviously, with Angus Crichton and the situation he's in there. Um, and he's a, he's a good player. He is. He's a good footballer mm. and... Um, yeah, good on him. I love it. Good, on, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later on about a a, um, a decision the ARLC has made and approved, um, and it's going to be activated as of tomorrow night, um, which is surrounding the the head injury protocols and a mandatory stand down period. So yeah, we both got some some strong opinions about that, and um, I look forward to it. Actually, um, what we're going to do is um, we're going to get AJ Brimson on. After the break, I'm excited about. Yeah, this. I know you love him, and he's a—he's uh, not only is he a tremendous player, he's a tremendous young man as yeah. well, off the field. He's got a uh, 
He's got a great personality. He's got an infectious personality, actually, and uh, we hope you enjoy the enjoy the uh, enjoy the chat. Stick around after the break. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. He's trying to get AJ Brimson on the phone. Uh, getting involved with the show, 0457 736 736. And to our text line at the moment, we've got um, we've actually got a couple of ideas for our like it or loathe it, don't we, Rat? Yep. We've got um, a suggestion here because you're a little bit you think like it or loathe it is a little bit heavy? Yeah, I, yeah. So one two seven says, like, like it, it or, or lump it, lump it. Yep, like it or I like lump it. it. I like it. Too. I like it too. Yeah, I, yeah. We might have to change the audio there, Daddy Vasso, and try and get a, a some sort of lump it sound. All right, I'll do. I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, what, what about this, this quick message from um, from Sporty Gab saying, "G'day, Sats and Rat. My favourite wrestlers in the '80s were Junkyard Dog and, of course, Hulk Hogan. How many good wrestlers were there back in the '80s?" Is it because we were younger and we watched it, or is it just the storylines got too out of control? Well, we now? didn't care back then when you were kids when it was a fairy tale. When we thought it was real. Yeah. Well, did you really? Did well, you? It, oh, I thought yeah. at some stages there was like yeah. when someone was cutting their own eye open with a yeah yeah, yeah with a razor blade a razor or blade. Or yeah. I thought, yeah, this is serious this stuff. But mate, yeah. that, that was the go- that was the golden era of wrestling, wasn't it? Was, it was, wasn't it? Made you believe. Oh yeah. Vince McMahon. Now you know I had lunch with Vince McMahon. So you keep, yeah, yeah, and and we haven't uh, got an audio yet for someone who drops a name. Uh, do and, we, but what and, happened uh, I had I had lunch. So back in the uh, mid nineties, they came out and did a promotion out here, and and, they, and I think the NRL knew I was a big fan. Mm. So they got me to go go along to this like promo, and then Vince asked my son Jack and I, who's twenty seven now, he's probably he was probably like I don't know, five, you know, four or oh no, he was six. So yeah. it was twenty one years ago. And um, we go with Mark Henry, and Mark Henry is like oh, he was the big guy, yeah, the wasn't big, he? Big, yeah, big black guy. He's like five hundred pounds. They used to call him the strongest man in the world, or sexual chocolate. That was his name. <laughs> and Stacy Keebler, one of the divas. So we go to lunch, and um, we're sitting down to lunch, and it's just them three and Jack and I, and they've got like their media people in the corner. And uh, we walk in, and uh, uh, Mark Henry says to Jack, "Hey, Jack, you want to wrestle?" And like. Mark Henry would just he'd eat him in one bite, like he was that small. And Jack goes, "Nah, I'm only five. But if I was six, I'd wrestle you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was he like a big Samoan? Was he a big no, Samoan? African, like African Samoan? African American? Yeah. No, just African American. He was massive. He was oh, yeah, huge. Yeah, it was good fun. I used to love uh, uh, Shamrock, Kenny Shamrock. Oh yeah, Kenny yeah, Shamrock. Kenny Shamrock. Yeah, yeah. Now we spoke about it earlier on. The RLC have approved changes to the NRL's head injury protocols including a mandatory 11-day stand-down. Mm. So that's if you get a what they call a Category 1. Category mm. 3 is showing short, short signs of concussion. Uh, category 1 is basically when you are out before you hit the ground and laying prone. Uh, no mm. defence before you hit the ground. So the, um, if you asked me about this five or six years ago, I would have thought, oh, really? Do we need to introduce this? You know, it's a, it's a brutal sport and... But I think the more that we're seeing, the more that we're learning, um, the game has to act on this. So, I, again, like it or lump it, I like it. 
I like it. I'm just, I'm, it's just an odd time for it to come in. Like, it's just weird. Like, we've had the whole off season. Um, obviously, look, I, like, it's about player safety. So, I'm, like, if it's about player safety and they've found something out in the last week that we didn't know about and 11 days is the standard and it's what you need to hey, do, AJ then, there, you know, go, go your best. Yep. But uh, do your best. But, um, man, I'm not about, I'm, I'm not about sort of, you know, you know yep. beating the drum about, I oh, don't change things in the middle of the season when it, when it's concerned with player safety. What I'm, I just, I would like to know why just now. Yeah. You know, what, what did you find out? Tell us, you mm. know, um, but there's also, you know, a bit of a fallback there too. Yeah, there is. There is. And we're going to get to that a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There yeah. is a, uh, the ability for an exemption. So, uh, but let's, let's hold our thoughts on that because on the line, we've got uh, Gold Coast Titans player and superstar AJ Brimson joining us on sports day. You there, AJ? Yeah, boys, I'm here. How are you? you, you so were you asleep on the couch when we were trying to ring you or <laughs> just trying to ghost our calls? He's recovering. Hey, I, want to be dead honest. I, was, I was asleep, but it was in my bed. I had the air con on oh. a recovery day today. Nice um, and and then yeah, woke up to the phone call and and here I am. Now, I'm ready to go. Now, AJ, before we get on any rugby league talk, um, every other golfers, every other rugby league player's favourite pastime is golf. Now, one, do you play a lot of golf? What's your favourite course? What handicap are you claiming at the moment? Um, uh, my favourite course is probably the Glades at Urbina. Um, and a handicap, oh, it's not good. It's Somewhere around 25, 26. Yeah, you're right. It isn't good. <laughs> no, just kidding, mate. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's a hard game, AJ, and you're an athlete. They'll come down very quickly the more you play. When you retire, mate, that's when it comes down. It's Matty Rogers here, mate. Hope you're well. Hey, I wanted to, wanted to ask you a couple of questions about the weekend's game. You're the, um, you know, you've got the best view there at the back. You know, things seem to be going really well for those first 20 minutes, and then the wheels fell up. Can you, could, you just, could you put your finger on something there? Uh, no, I actually had media throughout the week and they asked a similar question and it's it's quite hard to actually put the finger on exactly what happened, but um, the best I can describe it is probably just that, literally, I think it's pretty obvious, that 10-minute period before halftime. Um, and you know what it's like when a team gets momentum. It's It sounds silly, but it's actually so hard to turn and um, they start running harder, they start the crowd starts cheering louder and the 50-50 calls start going their way when, when you kind of when you've got that momentum because you're kind of earning it. And yep. I think um, you know, I think if we go in 12-2, we can hold off those three tries in, I think, eight minutes it was. I think we run away with it in the second half. But um, I think it's just a learning curve for, for a team that, you know, we're, we're still building and we're still a little bit um, um, not as um, inexperienced, a little bit inexperienced. And I think we've just got to be tougher in those times when uh, momentum's against us. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the case. Momentum does play a huge factor. Uh, it's, I used to call it the big mo. When you've got it, it's like you, you can do no wrong, and it's just so elusive, though, to, mm. to get it. Um, but what, how's the coach addressed it, uh, AJ? And, and what has he said about you know this week in terms of getting it right? Because you're, you're coming up against a side that doesn't often lose back-to-back games, and they were embarrassed last week. Uh, I guess um, you know the Titans themselves will be pretty embarrassed by their second-half performance or that that period in the game of that performance. Uh, how do you turn that around? What have you what have you worked on this week? Uh, yeah, it's actually quite a similar story. I watched the Bulldogs in um, Melbourne game, and similar to what Bellamy said about you know effort areas, we spoke about uh, the main problem was probably um, just those little things. As you know, as a footy player, um, you know your line speed, um, kick chase, effort from marker, things that you know requires no skill. So 
and obviously just um, a lot of first up contact. That's probably why we were losing those play the balls and what's what's gave them our momentum. So mm. uh, our you know defense coach was pretty disappointed in us and, and let us know about it. And um, I think it's just a um, big focus on going back to simple and, and working really hard and um, and winning our first up contact and really you know not just catching and waiting for them but going at them with our line speed and and winning that defense because. Uh, yeah, we were just on the back foot for about 60 minutes. AJ, I'm interested, you just said you watched the Bulldogs in Melbourne game. And it's funny when I hear interviews with NRL players where they say they don't watch a lot of rugby league. Now, I you know, know that you love your rugby league. You're a sport, rugby league tragic. Now, do you watch a lot of rugby league? And when you watch it, do you watch it from a an ob- objective view where you, you're trying to look at the opposition? Or are you, just, are you able just to sit back, relax and watch it as a fan? Yeah, no, I watch it as a pure fan. Uh, sometimes I'll, you know, because I watch it, you know, with um, my brothers or my mates and that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of watching it and we're all kind of, you know, saying, you know, whatever we think you're going to play or whoever did something well or wrong. And we're all kind of putting our input just like, you know, like we all just um, don't even play footy. So I kind of watch it as a fan. And then sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I mean, in that game, obviously, because I knew we'll see Melbourne over the next week, I was kind of hoping they were going to start coming back in the second half there because, you know, any team after a loss is, isn't as easy. So, um, but no, I can watch it as a pure fan, which is good. Yeah, nice one, mate. Hey, there's a couple, been a couple of big changes for your side this year. Obviously, Semi Verrills and and Foz coming in. But how's the um, how have they fitted in? Obviously, week one we all thought, wow, this is you know, you know, fantastic. Week two, things don't go quite to plan. Obviously, Verrills is out this week. But how's the how's the overall sort of um, I guess. Uh, morale in the squad about having you know a couple of real quality players come in. Yeah, it, it kind of boosted uh, through the roof as you'd expect with quality players like that, and also uh, in quality positions. You know, two new additions to our spine. I think both coming from clubs that have had had a fair bit of uh, success. Uh, both players have won a comp before and, and play finals footy on the regular. So I think when you get winners at your club, you start expecting to win. And I think the more you can get, um, yeah, the more winning becomes a habit. But obviously, massive loss for Daryl's. Yeah. Um, uh, not playing this week, but um, Chris Randall, I think we're lucky to have as well. He's, he's a quality nine, and um, we kind of need that depth because you know we're already two games in and we've lost a, a fair chunk of, of players, which is unfortunate. But um, I think a lot of teams go through, it, especially the Storm. Yeah, nice, mate. When you watch, you know, when you have the likes of of those players come in. Have you learned anything from those players that have come in that you can take away and go, well, I need to incorporate that into my training or my recovery or my or my playing? Um, it's I think you know all kind of footy footy is similar in terms of um, the way you play the game and that sort of stuff. I think probably just um, the standards those players expect at training. You know, like I said, coming from from clubs like Manly and Roosters. Um, and the players that they play with are all a lot of internationals and origin players and um, experience and just kind of what they accept at training. And, um, yeah, just, just I think, standards at training and, and what you accept goes a long way. You know, quality in sessions is pretty big. Um, so probably just, just that. Now, AJ, we've um, we've asked some of the, the listeners to text in and we've got Brisbane Eel here. He gives you a little bit of a backhanded compliment because he's going to set you up for the for the knockout punch in the text message. He says... Uh, don't forget to tell AJ's on radio. Yeah, love this bloke. Even if he's a Queenslander, can relate to him as the bloke next door. Wish him the best in life, career, and life in general. But then he sets you up for another one and says, um, can you ask AJ while he's on 
for my wife. Is there a separate Dally M section for most rank haircut we've been made aware about? She wants to know what to do the players, wives, partners. What do they say about these rank haircuts? So what's the story behind your shade well, of the mate, sides? This uh, is unfair. He, he mightn't think this is a rank haircut. He might think it's like, you know, it might be trendy sets. You're just old. Yeah, true. Now, yeah. are you following a trend, AJ, or you you're just putting yourself out there? <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's rank at all. I think uh, <laughs> I had a haircut before round one, which made it less rank. I mean, it was my mother was getting quite long, heading toward um, Tino's length, so I thought that got a bit rank. And I'm happy to say, play on that Tino's hair's rank. But me personally, I think I've just got a little mullet, a little bit of fun at the back. Um, yeah, but uh, but I can understand what, how some. Older generations think it's a bit rank. Oh, yeah. well, we've had to go with the older they're generation boring. They're as well. boring, AJ. They're God, boring, mate. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, uh, AJ, uh, Dave Fafita, he looks lean. Now, I heard that when he came back from the World Cup, he was carrying a, some extra baggage. But um, he looks to have worked really hard since coming back from the World Cup. Yeah, he has. Um, and that's a, a massive credit to him. He came back uh, you know, quite a bit overweight. I think that um, that buffet in, in Tongan camp got him 1-0. <laughs> but he's um, he's uh, he's honestly um, I think he's I mean definitely so far but throughout the year he he's made a goal to you know be sober uh, he's on a massive diet where he's taking photos of every meal he has to our um, dietitian uh, and he, and he's credit to him he's he's really stuck to that and he and he's lost yeah I think it's roughly 13 kilos or something like that um, so I think. You know, when a player has that sort of dedication, they're, they're in for a good year. So um, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy, you know, that he's a big player of our team, and he's putting in that commitment. So, uh, yeah, credit to him. Yeah, good on him. Now, on the other side of the field, the loss of Bo for Moore, who's a popular teammate. Um, boy big from loss. Dolby, probably would have looked at playing Origin at some mm. stage this year, you would, would have thought. Um, how much did that hurt the squad, just emotionally, when you first heard that news? Yeah, it, to be honest, it, we found out on the Wednesday of the, the week of round one at training. And um, yeah, without, um, you know, going into it, I reckon he was probably our best travel preseason yep. and one of our best players last year. And he was, I think he was set for an origin debut. He was scoring hat trick. I know it's a training, but he, he was just killing it. He was good in the trial against Redcliffe. Uh, and he's, he's obviously a skillful try scorer, but he's a big part of our defensive line and our inside pressure. And, and that sort of stuff. So he was massive, you know, on the eve of round one, they kind of threw a massive spanner in the works. We're then flipping David to the left, bringing in Simpson into the starting lineup, but, you know, hadn't done too much time at back row. Um, but I guess, unfortunately, that's, that's the game we play. But, um, yeah, it did put a bit of a damper in the works, to be honest. Mate, obviously, um, there's, you know, seeing Kalen go down last week is not good for him and all the game. And it's, um, you know, it's really sad to see him struggling with some head knocks at the moment. But um, there might be an opening at the back uh, come State of Origin time at fullback, mate. Are you, uh, are you prepared to get out there and take um, the New South Wales Blues down again, mate? Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, if that was an option this year, I'd, I'd take it with both hands. Yeah, I, I love playing Origin and, and I think, um, I'm as comfortable as I've ever been um, back there after after a year um, at six. But um, yeah, hopefully you know as a mate of Kalen, he he can um, you know get back out there and play Origin. I thought he was 
Uh, probably unlucky not to get the Wally Lewis medal last year. And then, um, obviously, I was very impressed with another mate of Reese Walsh's game the other night. So he's a, another good, healthy competition there. But, um, I would, you know, I'd love to get back in the arena. Yeah, hey, we are certainly blessed with fullback talent at uh, up in Queensland, aren't we? Yeah, there's, the so, next, there's a very good wave of, you know, I know New South Wales fans don't like to hear this, there's another wave of sort of 18 to 23, 24-year-olds, which AG's part mm. of, that are really coming through. I'll be having nightmares down in New South Wales. Yeah, now, um, we're going to put you under the Sports Day blowtorch before you go. Just a few questions, um, and you can give us your answer and reason why. Um, if you could be any other teammate, AJ, for one week, who would it be and why? Um, I'd be... I'd probably be Phil Sammy. Was that? He's um, he's he's one of my best mates, but he's 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 got a missus and two kids, and his kids are cute. But he's his missus does everything. She mows the lawns when she's pregnant. She cleans <laughs> oh, the house. Wow. He just sits down there and plays. He plays the game, mate. Honestly, when he was moving out of his last house, she had to she was mowing the lawns to get it right. You know, to for the rental company oh, and I, um. Yeah. I was like, why are you doing it? She's about six months pregnant. And she oh. said, I want it done right, you know. Oh, so wow. He'll walk the dog while she did the lawn. I do see him out on the golf course quite a bit <laughs> oh, out of the glades too. Wow. He gets out there a bit. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that is great. Okay. Exactly. We've asked other Gold Coast Titans players when we've had them on, who's the coach's pet? And they always say AJ. But who does AJ Brimson view as the coach's pet? Um, Probably Sam McIntyre. He's um he's just one of those. I mean, look, I could see how people could say me just because Justin and I have a good relationship. But uh, yeah, Sam McIntyre is the one who's there at five a.m. just just so the coach sees him there at five a.m. He's not actually doing much at the club. So, uh, okay, uh, who's the first to leave on Mad Monday? Oh, firstly on Mad Monday, um, well, there's a few. There's there's a few in the crew that um. You know, don't put in the best uh, performances. But probably uh, Jamin Jolliffe, uh, <laughs> Sam McIntyre again. Uh, Toby Sexton was horrendous uh, last year. He didn't didn't do a good effort. So unfortunately, there's a few. Uh, okay, l- last one on on the back of who's the first to go home for Mad Monday. On the flip side, who's the best tourist? So if you go away for a few days, who's the one that can just just go for days? Uh um, let's, let's see, um, Philip, Philip Sammy, um, like, you know, he, he's a good tourist, he can rip in, uh, Aaron Booth, and, um, the young, young boy in, um, coming through the ranks, Tom Weaver. Yeah, oh, young yeah. Um, he's my, he's he my, likes to have fun. he's my, next, yeah. he's my up and comer, one player to watch, I love that, mm. I, I like, he's, he's a good footballer. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a good little player and he's a legend bloke off the field. So, um, nah, we always have a good time um, with him at team events, that sort of stuff. So I'll give him a little compliment there. Good, good stuff. Time. Now, uh, we just got a text message through from two listeners, 465 and Daniel from Prairie Wood. They're both asking the same question here, AJ, before we let you go. What's your favourite position, one or six? Uh, one. One. Yeah, nice. you play like a one. <laughs> Did yeah. you want to answer oh. that this one? Yeah, no, no, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. And mate, we, we, yeah, love watching you play, AJ. Yeah, you're having a, um, you, you know, it's great to see you back at the one and and in that free roving role where um, you know, you can just pop up anywhere. It's uh, it's fantastic, mate. Good luck for the rest of the year. Hey, Saturday afternoon, Seabus, big game for not only the Titans but the Melbourne Storm. Both need to bounce back. AJ Brimson, always a pleasure to talk to you. Great character and uh, love having you on Sports Day. Thanks for joining us, taking time out.
nah, thanks, guys. I always have some fun on air, so I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Cheers, AJ mate. Brimson, this is Sports Day, Sats and the Rat. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. What a great kid. AJ, oh, mate, I love he's him. just a character. He's you, so fresh. You know what I love about him? Just the way he plays and he's smiling. and he's. But he's got that intensity about him too. Mm. So he's loving it. But when, when it's on, it's on. Talk to 101 now. Oh, mate. Just talk to 101 now. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I see a lot of the Titans boys out at the Glades regularly. Um, you know, they, they're, they're a great bunch of guys. I'm, I'm wishing them all the best this year. You know, they're, they're, um, they've been through some tough times. So, you know, hopefully they can get it right. It's, it's a bit, they're a bit of an unknown at the moment, Sats, the Titans, because... You know, we talked about it before. They, they beat, they beat the, um, they beat the, the Tigers, we, yep. and we've seen what the Tigers have dished up in week two. Then they get rolled by the, the Dragons, who you know we haven't really yeah. sort of wrapped up about having a big season. So it's, it's it, they've got a bit of work to do. But, but like you always say, and you've said since coming on the show, round six, round six is a gauge. Round six. Now let's get back to this uh, discussion around the ARLC approved changes to the NRL's head injury protocols. Uh, so category one, which is the worst of, of head knocks, uh, mm. where basically you've lost all consciousness, no defensive mechanism when you're falling to the ground, laying prone, 11-day stand down following a diagnosed concussion, which applies during training and games. Just on that, we've got a couple of texts on the text line. Boys, I reckon they were going to introduce this next season, but got spooked by the AFL class action. Darren in Redland Bay, and another one on on the uh, the topic as well, around concussion, is a concussion stand down in direct response to the AFL class action? Mark from Ark. So, I, I don't know. That, I think that probably may have played a, a big part of what well, rap. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I, I'm okay for them to introduce now, it. No, I am as well. I would straight away. I would be shocked if they had that in their back pocket as something they want to introduce next year when it when it relates to player well, safety. Well, that's civil action waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, mm. I don't think that's the case. I, I just think. They've learned something or they've reacted to something. But look, in the end, I, I, I don't, I've got no issue with this at all. This is about player welfare and player safety. Um, and it's a blanket rule for the entire league. It's not one size, you know, or who it suits best. It's, this is the rule. Mm. You know, so we have to deal with it. Now, we're in a cha- ever, ever moving moments in the game. So if we're going to move, uh, move with what is a good part of the times, which is the, the safety of of players, I'm going to throw this at you, Rat. Mm. What do you think about this? Um, Joel Kane, this is one of our colleagues' ideas, so I'm stealing it from him. It's the only thing we do steal from Joel is this idea. But he said, what do we have to have four reserves, which you can use eight times? Yep. He said, in, in the light of HIA and concussion, why don't we pick 20 players? And you can use four of those 20 eight times, same rules, but based on – so many moving parts in the game now. So let's say, for example, mm. if you're a um, if you're a South Sydney fan, and Cody Walker goes down, he's got to go out for concussed. You don't have a player that can play six in your four on the bench. You've got to start moving players around. But part of the twenty that you do, and then because the strategy has changed because of a concussion to say Cody Walker for argument's sake, you've got a person on the bench you can throw in there. Is this a like it or lump it? Like it or lump it. Like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. 
I love it. Or do we love the fairy tale, nostalgic view of sport where the Knights have lost Kalen in the first couple of minutes? They get someone sent off, they get players leaving injured, and they win because they fight against well, the elements. I, I think you'll still have that because you, you've still got to have certain strategy around your game. Like if you, uh, if you, um, you know, if a winger gets you know injured, you know, in the first minute of the game. Like, are you really going to give up one of your replacements that early for an outside back sort of thing? So there's still it's a bit of strategy. There's isn't still it? strategy around it. It's a chess. And what it's a it chess does game. is it gives you the whole scope of players to fill in. Like you, you can cover all bases, um, and it, and what it doesn't do, it, the game won't deteriorate. Mm. You know, it can keep you in the game. I mean, look, I, I'm sure if Newcastle, you know, had players that you know had a five eight on the bench, a hooker on the bench. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, look, I like it. I think it it protects our players. It, it, it'll stop um, it'll stop teams from potentially trying to keep players on the field because if they're not in a good way, they can get them off. They're not trying to fake it because they've got someone on the side on that can replace them. I mean, you're right. You, you pick twenty, but you still only use four. Mm. You just use them based on the game circumstance. Um, I, I really like it. That's well done. Oh, well done, Sugar. That's, yeah. That's, so we're going to keep promoting this. We, we want to try and push this to the NRL. You know, bigger benches. Yeah. Still use the four and only use them eight times. But you can change change your replacements based on the way the game plays out in front of you. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind it. But uh, in relation to the, the NRL's head injury protocol, uh, there is a, a, the, the ability to apply for an, ex, an exemption to the 11-day stand-down period through a review from an independent neurologist, and the criteria has to be met. So there's a few areas of the criteria, right? Yeah, there is, and they are... I mean, you can only apply to, to to come back within those 11 days if if your category one symptoms are not observed, your player is asymptomatic the following day, cognitive testing has returned to normal, player has suffered fewer than five previous career concussions, player has no previously diagnosed concussions within the previous three months, and the player has no history of a previous concussion with pro- prolonged recovery. I tell you what, it creates a grey area, Sats. When you start to put in like special dispensations and I mean, there are some stipulations around it, but I just think if you're going to make the rule, the rule is you get knocked out, you're out for 11 days. Mm. I mean, these would have been based around expert advice, whether, whether further injury can, can occur uh, to the head or brain over that period. I just think, you know, you know, like when when it comes to competition, um, if it's if the if the rule isn't black and white and there's a grey area, mm-hmm. people will find a way to exploit it. And oh, that's sport, isn't and, it? And I think when it comes to a player's health, and I know these are obviously, I guess, stipulations around you know certain signs not being there. But if you've been knocked out cold, or you are completely you know lacking any sort of, I mean, that that's the deal. That's what a cat one is. Yeah. I mean, I just think. If they're going to make the rule, make the rule. Don't make the rule and then go, okay, but yep. if, you know, that, that, that's sort There's of so much at stake, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Before we get to the break on the text line, Nev has said, and this is a like it or lump it, rat, will this 11-day stand-down for, rule force an extra week break between the preliminary grand final qualifier and the grand final, like in the AFL? I don't mind that. Like it. Like it a lot. Like it. We're solving a lot of problems here on Sports I like Day it a tonight. lot. Let's get to the break and uh, more to come after the break. We'll get to your text messages. 
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back. We just had Craig from Maitland ring us during the break. Just so I agree with Matt 100%. If you make a rule, stick to it. No exemptions. Just make it 11 days. No argument. Well, it just takes uh, the, the – I mean, it just takes uh, the risk out of it, doesn't mm. it? I mean, if that's the rule, that's the rule. Yep. And, um, you know, I, and I think, you know, the text we read out before we went to the break, have a week off after the prelim final – so if someone does get knocked out, they have the opportunity to be right for the grand final. You don't want anyone missing a game for that reason. Um, but they still may have to. They may not be back after 11 days. Yeah. But, um, but look, yeah, I, I'm just it's, it just puzzles me why they would make a rule and then, you know, put an exemption there. Now, Michael from Dremoyne, uh, in relation to our new, episode, uh, new segment. Yes! Yes! Yes. <laughs> Ugh, like it or lump it, which is now called like it. No, it was like it or loathe it. Now it's like it or lump it. Yeah. He says, hi, guys. I'm out the backyard starting up the barbecue. And don't play that Harry Met Sally audio again because the person next door keeps peeping over the fence. <laughs> He's been hiding in the bushes. Yeah. Oh. Let's get some of your texts. And on the back of the wrestling, oh, you've started something here because um, – Wash your mouth out, Sats. It's real. Brett Hitman Hart was my favourite. So we've got plenty of text from the I, listeners about yeah. some of the great wrestling names. The great what about like Andre the Giant, the British? This is uh, this is Steve from Dubbo. The, the British Bulldogs. Oh, mate, at the entertainment center in the mid eighties, I was there. I, I was there. Um, Hulk Hogan wasn't there. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Mister Wonderful Paul Orndorff. <laughs> mate, who's Rowdy the guy flexes? Flexes. Biceps you're talking oh, about? Oh, Scotty Too Hot. He, big Popper Pump. Mate, he put me out. I, I, I met him too. He was on the footy show one night, Big yeah, Popper yeah, Pump. Well, That's I, right. Mate, he lifted me up above his head and we're on the top of a high rise in, in Sydney in the in the 90s. But I actually hung out with um, Ric Flair too, actually. Oh, stop it. So so Greg the Hammer Valentine, his 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 finishing move was the figure four leg lock yeah. and it was just brutal. And you'd see people going nuts. So me and my brother as kids, we used to try to put it on each other and we could never work it out. And I'm with Ric Flair doing this media stuff and we're on the, on the Sydney footy stadium. And I said to him, mate, is the figure four leg lock real? And he looked at me like, are you questioning my yeah. sport? And I'm like, oh, and I, I said like, he goes, get on the ground. I got on the ground and he put me in a figure four leg lock and leant back on me. And mate, it was real. I can tell you. Um, there was a little bit of a uh, concerned look from my, uh, my team's media <laughs> manager because we were playing that weekend. What's that? Oh, woo, yeah, that's Rick right. Oh, Rick yeah. Woo, yeah. Now, uh, Brizzy, Eel says, Sugar, Sats, Sugar would say Matt is a serial brucer, but I say play on as the story is relevant to what you're discussing. I used to love watching WWF Saturday mornings in Dubbo growing up and having mum make hot chip sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the boys are into me. Have you, have WDD, oh, have WD, w, DWZ and Tito Santana ever been spotted together, two wrestlers? No, they haven't, I don't think. Um, and there you go, uh, Rooster Muzzer's given it to me. Yeah, Greg the Hammer. Bruce There's Rogers. so many here to get through. Greg the Hammer. Uh, but after the break, we're going to catch up with Cam Luke to talk about the fifth game, the decider in the NBL. Jimmy Smith's going to be calling out that for SEN as well. And we've also got That's Ridiculous, Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales and a whole lot more. We'll get to your text message. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Welcome if you're only joining us for the first time. And very soon we're going to catch up with Cam Luke to talk about the fifth game decider, Kudos Bank Arena, which is the Sydney Kings up against the New Zealand Breakers, who actually came last last year. It's amazing, isn't it? This is a great story. It's like the Roosters in 2010. Mm -hmm. They got the wooden spoon in 2009. Grand finalists in 2010. They did too, yeah, mm. absolutely. So this is a great story. You're going to catch up with Cam Luke, who is the host of um, Overtime, which is a very informative basketball show if anyone's watched it. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because it's uh, about another 25 minutes till tip-off, and um, he's all over it. So And also, as I said earlier on, Jimmy Smith for and is going to be calling it also. So you get that on the app. And listen to what is going to be a, a great game. Jimmy now, Smith, he's everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, he he's loves it. He's a man of the people. Well, he's 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 a multi-sports commentator. Guru. You know, he's a very good, very good cricketer. Is he really? Amazing cricketer. Greg Bird's a very good cricketer. Yeah, you said that. Mm. He played third grade with Woogie. Yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, just for the uh, I was just a thirsty third. So yeah. That, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. He's, 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 he's very competitive. Uh, before we get to Cam Luke, let's get to some of your text messages. In Queensland, has said, Sats, has there been player movement from Manly today? And there has Mate, been. There has been, Sats, yeah. The, the, the Dragons have been in the market. Um, they've got under the guard of Manly here. They've signed two young forwards, Alec Tuatavaki and Viliami Fafida from Manly. They're... They're two of their young forwards. They're both 22 years old. They haven't played first grade no. yet, but they they had them earmarked as a, as a future there at the club. Um, obviously, being in their top 30, young fellas, and um, Manly have come in under the under the, uh, sorry the Dragons have got in under their guard, and uh, they've signed these two young kids. That we, we don't know whether they're going to be released immediately. That's in the hands of the um, the Manly Manly's retention committee at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it certainly brings the average age of um, Hook signing down there at the Dragons down a little bit. I mean, he, in recent years, he signed Josh Maguire, he signed Aaron Woods. Um, it certainly bodes well for a, a bit more of a longer term uh, future for the players he signed. He's a very good developer of young talent, mm. Anthony Griffin, I'll give him that. And um, Tony Mestroff, the CEO of Manly, I don't think they'd be too urgent in letting them go, even though it's not part of their plans. Because of what we exactly spoke about, these HIA protocols, you're going to need as many oh, players mate, in your squad, especially Manly who missed the finals last year. Well, well, the Dragons need to fill up their top 30. If these guys come out of Manly's, they've got to fill, they've them, got up to fill them up. Yeah. You know, so it, Can't it, see it's it not just about you know, letting them go and, oh, we'll let them play. You, you've actually got to fill up your top 30. Yep. So, yeah, it makes it a little bit difficult. Now, Biddy McCobbs says, in light of the NRL's decision, a squad size for NRL teams should go from 30 to 35. Well, it, it is around 35 because you've got development players that can't mm. play before a certain date. Uh, obviously, more players will be ruled out. No-brainer. Yeah, I think, Biddy McCobbs, I think it's a matter of time before that, with the salary cap increasing, squads will increase. And, yeah, like Joel Kane has, um, has promoted and we're trying to promote even further is that, I think the the bench for each game needs to be bigger as well. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, one one of the texts here from uh, 096 says, guys, the way the independent doctor's going and with the new 11 days, 11 days off for some some clubs might only have 10 players on their list. And it's, it's sort of like, you know, you start to get a few concussions yep. and, uh, you know, a few injuries. It does put a lot of strain on that. Um, it's certainly going to test some depth. 
Uh, yeah, but again, you know, the the health and safety of of the athletes is the most important thing, and um, you know, I'm I'm 100 behind the 11 day stand down for a grade one. Can I say Brizzy Eel? He's he's got a good imagination. He's trying to make up segments for us. He says maybe another name for your segment could be when Sadie met Maddie. You could ask each other if you're faking it or not, like lying or not. Tell a story. Am I lying or am I telling the truth? When Sadie met Maddie. Maddie. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, like it or loathe it. Love the weekend off between prelim and grand final too. Another reason is if a player is going to the judiciary, the club has over a week to know exactly who was playing. JB and Mackay. Yep. I like, like it. I like it. Don't loathe it at all. Mm. Now, to Hey, you, Sats, quick question. Yeah? Is it true you're doing the greatest shave? From four six five, is that is it true? No, I haven't. You're doing the greatest show. Okay. Actually, I got an email yesterday, which I was really excited about. I've I've got a a place at the moment to walk from Orange to to Bathurst as part of Royce's big walk. Oh wow, that's I couldn't cool. do it last year because there was just so many people wanting to get involved. And yep. um, yes, I can't wait. Oh, can't that's wait unreal. for that. Yeah, yeah great man, Royce. One of the great characters of the game. Yep. Now, like it or loathe it. From Ian the Builder in Tamworth, out of left field. I loathe Matt and Maddie being called Rat. There must be some backstory to it because in my mind, Maddie is far too intelligent and articulate to have such a ridiculous nickname. Great <laughs> show, guys. Hey, I've never actually asked you in all the years that I've known you, and maybe I have asked you, and because of the knocks I, that I I've had, I've forgotten. Where does Rat come from? Oh, well, it, it comes from um, <laughs> it comes from when I was at Cronulla. Um, you know, I went down there as a seventeen-year-old kid, and I was a little skinny. Um, like I, and my jersey was way too big for me, and you know I was a seventeen-year-old kid. We, we were out one night, and one of my mates said to, "Oh, this girl said to one of my mates, oh, I, all my friends think he looks like a rat, a little rat on the field, but I think he's really cute.'" <laughs> and uh, that the guy that she said it to was uh, was a, a, a big mouth. Actually, you know the guy she said it to? It was the guy who's fifty that was last week that, that Joel came with that Luke Taper. She said it to him. And uh, he's kept he, he ran with it, and uh, yeah, from the age of 17, it was my nickname was uh, the rat, and yeah, I can't get rid of it. I mean, my old man's nickname was Sludge, Sludge. So, uh, again, where did that come well, from? Well, similar, similar sort of well, not similar, but uh, he was on a kangaroo tour as an 18 year old in 1973, and um, he had his 18th birthday on tour. I had his 19th birthday on tour, actually. He was on tour at 19, yeah, yeah. Was that 78, 73, 73. and uh. He got, uh, he got, they, they got him quite inebriated and he, and he was sort of passed out in the corner. This is, you know, before, you know, when, when rugby league players did sort of some pretty crazy stuff on tour. And um, one of the boys just said, oh, look at him. He looks like a pile of sludge. That and was for, it. Yeah. And that was it. And, that, and, and for, for a guy as fast as him, it's quite a sort of ironic nickname, really. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we promised it earlier on. An NBL preview, big match night. Fifth game decided between the Kings and the Breakers and our man on the ground is Cam Luke, host of Overtime. How are you, Cam? I'm good, Sats. How are you doing, boys? Yeah, really well, really well. So set the scene. I mean, game fives, Kings, Breakers, Breakers last last year. The Kings are one of becoming one of those sides everyone loves to hate when you're outside of Sydney. Well, is it, are they? That's what I want to know. Yeah, set the scene for us. Yeah, well... Well, you said the scene, as you said, five-game series, anything in sport, any time, and you two gentlemen know, but any time, in particular in basketball, you, you go through an entire series and you've got one game for the chocolates and the trophy to be hoisted. And this is where we sit tonight in front of what will be 18,000 people 
in Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney. And there, there are contrasting stories here. The Sydney Kings, who internally love the narrative of everybody hating them. They, they push it on their players. They're really good at being able to do it via media and social media. It's like, that's against the world. While with New Zealand, everyone's feel-good story. Two years, not dissimilar to what has happened in, in other codes here in Australia, but two years away from their families, away from their home court, unable to build any momentum. As you two gentlemen know in your illustrious sporting careers, when you're struggling a little bit as a team, going home and getting a win at home helps. They couldn't do it. So for two years, they've been on the road, all the things that come with that, and all of a sudden they put together a crew with Modi Moor, who is the most emotional, passionate coach in the league, and they're on the cusp of, of doing what not many people expected them to do, and that is win the NBL championship. Now, they've got to do it on the road, but they've actually had um, two wins in Sydney mm. this year, and Sydney have only beaten them once on their home court. So uh, it is set up for what is going to be a remarkable, unrivaled, unpredictable 40 minutes. Mate, that sounds amazing. I've got to ask. Now, I know, you know, Sydney are this us against the world, and we've got so many, you know, great Kiwis that live in our country. What is what is the, the, the crowd like at the arena? Is there, is there a big New Zealand support base there? And, and are, there, are there a lot of people, a lot of Sydney haters in the, in the crowd? Yeah, not as many as uh, probably the New Zealand breakers want to be fair. But what I, what I will say is that um, Sydney fans, as again, you two would know, uh, can be very fickle. And they jump on a bandwagon, and this Kings bandwagon's been rolling for a while. But there are Breakers fans floating around tonight, and it's good to see. They have, they have a, 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 a high abundance of fans around the nation, be it diversity in the different states of which basketball is played, all the travelling Breakers fans. And I know there was a couple of uh, plane loads of them that, uh, that left Auckland. I think it was early Monday or Tuesday. It might have been Tuesday morning, actually. And next thing you know, they're in Sydney. So uh, they'll be outnumbered, but they'll be loud and passionate. And I think the NBA have done a really good job the last couple of years of their fans being travelling fans. I, I don't think that basketball is unique in this way, but I think that a lot of people and fans and sports fans in this country probably took the ability to be able to travel uh, for granted. Then when it got taken away from them in the pandemic, they realise that uh, to be able to see great sports, sometimes you've got to be able to jump on a plane or, or drive a bit of a distance. And I, I think this is what we see in the NBL this year. We've seen big crowds and we've seen travelling contingents and tonight's no exception. Now, Cam, um, both in this final series, Game 1, Kings win away. Game 2, Breakers win away. 3 and 4, they went the way of the home teams. Now, I'm, I'm hearing in your voice the Breakers don't fear Kudos Bank Arena at all. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a grand final or not. Well, they, they don't, Sats. And as you would know, of course, as I was once your boss on this show, you know that I have <laughs> uh, certain theories around sport. But I do believe that uh, COVID and the, the uniqueness of which athletes and teams had to deal with it, I don't think home court advantage is what it used to be. Yeah, we have sports science. We have familiarity with certain arenas and the ability to jump on a plane and perform. I don't think it's ever been at higher in world sport. Now, there are still the little tangible things. You know, we don't see the cold showers anymore. We don't see the freeze-outs. We don't see staying in crummy hotels. Uh, and COVID, you know, this New Zealand team spent two years on the road, as, as has been well documented. So going to Sydney is one thing. Another thing to still do it in the biggest of stages, 40 minutes to win a 
the championship. They've still got to be able to handle it. And they couldn't handle it last Friday night in the second half. Kings defensively were brilliant. Um, but I don't think home court advantage is what it used to be. There's still a, a slight advantage and a, and a slight positivity for the home team. But there is no doubt. This New Zealand team, full of professionals and veterans, led by Barry Brown Jr., Brantley. You know, you've got Tom Abercrombie, who is the greatest New Zealand breaker of all time. He's going for championship number five, all a part of the same franchise. These guys know what it takes to go on the road and win big games. They've still got to be able to do it, but they, they Kudos Bank Arena holds absolutely no fears for them. Now, not only in NBL history, but if the breakers go through to win this, if they win, not only in NBL, where does it sit in Australian, Australian sporting history, even though they're a New Zealand side, but you know, Australian, Australian competition, where would this sit in, in achievements? I think it sits as one of the greatest fairy tales in, in recent times. And uh, we've, seen, we've seen some amazing situations in the last few years. We've seen teams in the AFL and the NRL be on the road and still be able to win their respective grand finals. But this is a, this is a, this is a franchise that couldn't do anything in the last two years. They're hamstrung financially with the inability to be able to play home games. They changed the coach at the start of this year, Modi Mayor. Uh, had been the, or was the assistant coach for the previous three years. Now he became the head coach. But they look at it a total different way, and I guess that helps them deal with it. They're like, hey, you know what? You're right. We, we, we have had a bit of a rough time. But we've got guys who have come in who weren't a part of that situation. And they don't believe there should be a hangover from the fact that for the last two years. So they are doing pretty much what they expected to do when they put their team together in the preseason. In my books, I can see a little bit of that. But to be able to do what they've done after all that's been thrown at them and without being able to have the, uh, the consistency and the continuity of, of week in, week out, building a, a team, it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing. Um, it, would be, it would be right up there, one of the best sports stories this country. And, you know, two countries, as you said, with New Zealand uh, has seen in recent times. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I yeah. can't wait to, to, to watch it after, the, uh, after our show tonight. Now, before we let you go, simple question. Who's the confetti going off for at the end of the match? Sydney. After all I've said... Oh, that hurts. I literally... We got pretty heated last night on... <laughs> I, I'm thinking about supporting New Zealand tonight for the first time in my life after that spill yeah, from you. just let us down. I'm like just a... like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Look, there's, there's two things I am. I'm a sports romantic. Uh, and I'd love to see them win it. But I also believe that when push comes to shove, the superstar players stand up, of which New Zealand have a couple of them. Don't get me wrong. But Xavier Cooks is the best player in the league. He has got a little bit of an injury, and he's about to go to the NBA. But I think he will stand up at home in front of 18,000 and say goodbye to the NBA with a huge effort. Derek Walton Jr., he's running mate. They were both, both in the All-NBL first team. I just think when push comes to shove, the absolute creme de la creme superstars win. And Sats, uh, I know you being an American sports fan, we've seen it this year. Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, fourth mm. quarter, stands up, delivers. You know, Michael Jordan's done it for years. The absolute pinnacle athlete in any competition, in any time, traditionally gets it done. And I expect that to be Xavier Cooks and the Sydney Kings. Yeah, nice Just. work. Nice work. Just. Nice. Just. Cam Luke, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Always great to hear from you. Always a pleasure, boys. Thank you.
Oh, he'll be frothing. Yeah, he'll absolutely oh, mate, be frothing. I'm, I'm, That's Xavier Cook, as I said. He's going to the NBA. Mate, yeah, mm. well, mate, well you, you look at the players that have played out here uh, um, who, who have gone over to the NBA yep. and, and excelled. I mean, LaMelo Ball. And, yeah. yeah. I, I remember watching um, Joe Ingalls when he first started with yeah. the South Dragons. You're good friends with Joe Ingalls, yeah, are you? Yeah. yeah. With the South Dragons. And I remember Shane Hill was coaching him, and I rang Hammer and I said, mate, who is this kid? And he's like, oh, mate, he's a gun. He's going places. And sure enough, you know, did a bit of a round-the-world trip to get to the NBA, but, um, mate, absolutely brained him. Yeah, awesome. Which, but, yeah, awesome. I'm excited for that game. I tonight, can't wait. Man. I'm pumped up. He's really pumped me up now, even oh, more so. Mate, even more so. so how could you not Come want, on, breakers. How could you not want New Zealand to win this now? How <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feel? Uh, let's get to the break. After the break, we're going to do one of our favourite segments. That's ridiculous. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, that's right, Tubes and zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you've got anything that that's ridiculous, send it in. We'll read it out. Um, now I've got some notes here. It says slush puppy, late night message. Is that supposed to say late night massage <laughs> or message? Is that yours, Daddy Vasso? Yeah, I think we'll leave that one. What's boys. late night no, message? No. If you've written it in there, I want to hear What's it. What's late night message? Uh, all right. So it's about me partner. Um, she lives in you a... You miss so. Yeah, you miss so. She, she, um, <laughs> she lives in a share house with three other gals. Yeah. And um, she sent me a screenshot. What? Hang on a sec. Of, yeah. No, oh, of, of, okay, of a yep. message that yeah. one of the other roommates sent to her. And she gets this... She wakes up in the morning. It's like 6 a.m. Like she, we all do, yeah. Yeah. She looks at her phone and she has this message and it says... Hi, so-and-so, can you please wake me up at 6 a.m. if I don't wake up? And I just think, like, what, does this roommate think that my partner's her mum or something? An alarm clock. Yeah, these these girls are all just like, I don't know, 25 to 30. Um, But the message came through at 3 a.m. So either she's gone out and had a big (laughs) night... Or something like that. But I just said to my miso, that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Come on, that's ridiculous. I, I, well, well, I just think it's like, hey, help me out here, girls. I've had a big one. And, um, yeah, I need, I, need, I need to have my back. Make, make, oh, make I, sure I, I wake I, up Can I tell morning. you, I've sent a few messages like that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Right, what do you got? Well, I think what's ridiculous is, is the Raffa, Like Michael's Raffa has just pulled out of a fight. Another fight? Another fight. Um, Two years was, ago, it was Tim Zoo. Yeah, and, and it was teed up to fight for the IBF strap down in Melbourne. Yep. Home crowd. Um, they were just about to sort of negotiate the purse, and he's basically walked away from it, and he's, uh, he's, he's decided to go overseas. Or he's going to negotiate to fight another guy overseas. I mean, I just it's just not a good look for him. Um, I just think he could afford it. Like, boxing on the, is on the up here in Australia. He's got an opportunity to fight in his hometown of Melbourne against a fighter, and he's knocked it back. To go and chase something else overseas. I'm just re-googling it here, and the guy he's fighting is 40. Mm. It's ridiculous. Like, why would you go? Like, you can fight on your home soil for the IBF title. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Come on, that's ridiculous. Maybe because Tim Zoo won on the weekend, 
if he lost, I thought the next fight for Tim would have to be Michael Z- uh, Michael Zarafa. It would just have to be a, an Australian showdown. Yeah, yeah. Maybe things are, oh, Tim's the one. That super fight's gone. I've got to go and chase whatever I can. But a guy, he's fighting guy's 40. Like, mm. it's... That is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 Falco, the guy he was he was about to fight, the Brazilian fella, has just ripped him. He's, he's, <laughs> but, he, but he's ripped him in it like this really polite way. He's called him a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you chicken. <laughs> in capital letters. In um, capital letters. Glenn yeah. the new, new, uh, from Newcastle, the Reality King, said, what is ridiculous if you don't read out my earlier text? And the text he's talking about, and it was on the back of – um, all the wrestlers, because you brought up wrestling at the start. Yeah. 80s wrestlers. How about JYD? Junkyard cheers, Dog. Junkyard Dog, yeah. Cheers, Hoverboard Pete. How attractive was Stephanie McMahon, who married Triple H? Triple H, yeah. yeah still too. married, yeah. They still married? Yeah. Is it a real marriage? Or proper. Not? Yeah, proper, yeah, marriage. proper married. Not yeah, like oh, a mass yeah. marriage. Yeah, no, no. It's big. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's one oh, of the true things. What about last night? Oh. I thought one of the guys. Harrison. Adam, I thought Adam was going to open up on Harrison. Oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison, yeah. I just dinner don't. party tonight. I can't yeah. wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the on nine now after I watch the uh, the basketball. Okay, my that's ridiculous. Now, has any of the listeners heard of a famous soccer player? His name's um, he signed with the LA Galaxy, and his his name's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic, yeah. yeah. Signed with the LA Galaxy, and he took out a full page ad. This was a few years ago. Yeah, LA yeah, yeah, Times, yeah. and said, "You're welcome, LA. You're welcome." Yeah. <laughs> Come so, on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. So what LeBron James did, he said, well, I'm I'm the biggest thing in, in L.A. currently playing, even though Shaq and, and God rest his soul, Kobe and, and uh, Magic Johnson aren't playing anymore and Kareem. So what he does, LeBron, is he sends him a L.A. Lakers jersey so, to say welcome. welcome. So he is so confident there's Zlatan that he signed it and sent it back. To LeBron what? James. How good is that? That is funny. That is Come funny. on, that's if, ridiculous. I wonder if LeBron was expecting like a signed, a signed um, Zlatan jersey. Zlatan jersey. You know, like it's well, well, he, LeBron James is big, right? Yeah, but, but he's big in the US. Yeah, um, like Zlatan's like big globally. Like, I mean, of course, LeBron James is big globally, but because Zlatan but, would be but, Justin Bieber big. Yeah, he's he's big in football, and, and yep. mate. He is a character. You, you watch some interviews of him. He is one of the most charismatic guys yeah. in sport. Yeah. Here we go. Is, yeah. he, is he the biggest character in world sport? Oh, he's up there. He's up there. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't want to call him. You can call him arrogant, but it's it's a it's, it's a funny he, confidence. But it's he's a funny so, arrogance. He's so full on with it that you want to see it. Like you actually yeah. want to like. <laughs> it's so full on. You just think, is he for real, or is he just joking? Yeah. Like, but he's been like that since he was like. There's a documentary on him. And he's been like that since he's like 15 years old, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> and he's, but he pulls it off, man. Like in the in the show in the local showdown when LA Galaxy played, um, oh, I can't even remember the other LA side in the in the in the soccer over there. But he he scored two goals and just unbelievable and just yeah, he, he just seems to deliver when it matters. Yeah. And I guess if you're gonna talk it up, you got to you got to walk. Yeah. Talk, the footy in America is a massive. Yeah, yeah it's big time. Who's Absolutely. a NRL player that we could? Kind of like compare him to. Compare him to? Yeah. Wendell. Yes. Wendell Saylor. Wendell Saylor. Perfect. He's yeah. Wendell Saylor. Wendell used to call himself International <laughs> Dell. International and Del. when he used to tackle Wendell, this is no joke. I remember playing 2000, really important game, Friday night. I think we were second, they were first. Big game. And he come flying off his wing like he used to. His right wing, he come hooking around. He ran into the teeth of the forwards. I remember hitting him around the waist. 
probably broke a couple of his ribs. I'm not quite sure. But um, remember tackling around the waist. Rat didn't even hear that then. Sorry. They tackled him around the waist, and then a couple of other guys were tackling him over the top. He was commentating his own run. Oh, yeah. You were saying, kidding. look at the Big Dell run. No one can stop the Big Dell. Man, I, I, play, I played opposite oh. Wendell for my entire career. Like we, I started out, we marked each other, then we went, we went to rugby. Uh, I played against him, we played with him. I'll tell you what he is, mate. He is the best team man you can have in, I've a, heard in that. a group of men. I've heard that. He's just so much fun. He brings guys together and, you know, he pumps things the up. Broncos guys used to tell me there's only two guys that you get away Three guys that get away with putting crap on Wayne. Mm. Alfie still does. Gordy probably can't. The relationship's probably not as great as what it once was. Mm. And Wendell. Oh, yeah. He used to heap that much crap on Wayne and he just cop it. Mm. I'll tell you what's that. Oh, I've got another that's ridiculous. <laughs> this is a good that's ridiculous. Yeah. Dane Gagai this weekend. Yeah. Is playing his 150th game for Newcastle. Come on, that's ridiculous. Um, he, but he was at South for how, how many games has Dane We started Gagai with played? the Brisbane Broncos. He's played just under, well, this would be his 248th wow. in our old game. What a career. It's amazing. Uh, gee, he's been good for a long time, hasn't oh. he? Particularly in that Queensland jersey. Yeah. You just said he started at the Broncos. Started at the Bronx. Can we go through a Broncos team one night about all the players have missed? Like a Cam Smith, a Harry Grant. And uh, players that have left early. Yeah. Justin Hodges. Yeah. Dane Gagai. Greg Inglis. Greg Inglis signed there, but reneged. Yeah, went back went well, to no, South. Didn't they, didn't they, um, they, they, they knocked back the deal? Did they? The, the NRL, yeah. They, did, they wouldn't allow it to go through. Of course, through it, they weren't, it wasn't getting it wasn't paid, paid enough. enough. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. everyone's, got a, everyone's got a basement price. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm filthy on Nico Hines. Why? They they approached him. They offered him a, a deal. It was half of what Cronulla offered him. Half, half. Well, I mean, Cronulla obviously saw some, but but well, Cronulla took a big punt on him. They didn't know what position no, he was going to play. No, no, they they took a big punt mm. on him and made his. I tell you, what, yeah, I read a story about Nico Hines that, um, I mean, obviously they knew he could play at Melbourne. They'd seen him sort of you know coming through the system and so on and so forth. But when he went to trial before the before the actual trial. Um, he, he spent some time with, with Craig Bellamy. And even before the trial, Craig Bellamy said, sign that kid. He's got the attitude of a player that I want. Mm. Um, and he's proven that. You know, you, you, see him, you, see, you see him interviewed and he's just got a great attitude. His, his, ability, his, his, his willingness to learn, um, you know, get around the, 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 the people that can teach him and not think he's, you know, no, a know-it-all. I mean, he, he just won the Dallium as player of the season last year. Yeah, You could think he, he'd walk around pretty happy with himself, but no. And I, I tell you what, changed. it's been a really tough road for him. I remember calling him for Channel 9, playing for the Mackay Cutters. Yeah. Like, he had to go back to restart again. He had some dark days. Mm. And I remember watching him play for the Mackay Cutters. Cutters and I, I watched him. I used to think, this kid's got something, mm. but I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether he could go to the next level or not. But and now he's a Dalian medalist probably, what, four years later. I think he can get so much better too. I mean, he, he played some good football last year, but he still played in a – he played halfback as a fullback. I think when he starts playing halfback mm. as a genuine halfback. And when I say that, I mean, he just he just got a little bit lateral at times. Um, and, and he'll – I mean, he, he I set think after be some at, games. I think he'd be better at six. More room. Well, potentially. Yeah. But he just seemed to be able to run the team pretty well when he was on. Um, and, and he was playing a real direct style of footy. Um, I'm excited to see what comes when he, when he comes back and he's healthy and – I mean, there's, there's not some great noises coming out of Cronulla in relation to how long he's going to be out either. Mm. I mean, or not some great noises coming out of what, what I'm hearing is, you know, there's, a, there's still a few more weeks there. Yeah. 
He's, yeah. he's almost in slow motion out there, isn't he? Mm. Like he's got this little jink about good him. Good players have got time, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter yeah. how quick they are, how slow they are. The real good ones They're have just... got time. Like Cam Smith's not the fastest hooker we've ever seen, but the fastest between the ears and just has so much time on his hands. And they always pick the right moments, don't they? Yeah. Mm. He's still got so much to learn, Nicky. Nico. Oh, man. So much to learn. So much to it's learn. Re- that's the frightening part about but, it. But you know what the great thing is? He's, he's, he's so willing to learn. Yeah. He's not arrogant. He's humble. He wants to learn. He wants to get better. He, he's a student of the game. And I, I love it when I see players like that coming through and, um, yeah, see him get the rewards. Let's get to a break. After the break, we're going to catch up with Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Get your pen and paper out. He's got some tips for Winnie Park tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, it is. Sats and the Rat and the Sydney Kings and the Breakers have just tipped off in the, the decider. Game five of the NBL Championships. And uh, before we get to the end of the show, this man is one of our favourites, Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. The Greyhound Super Series presents the Country Classic. It is massive. It's this Saturday. How are you, Simo? Boys, I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to seeing who takes out the NBL as well. The Kings have been rubbing people up the wrong way down here, haven't they? I'm a New South Wales man through and through, but I don't know. There's a bit of a stink about this team. What do you reckon? Oh, what? What? So, I'll, let you, I'll let you own that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying well away from <laughs> yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Now, <laughs> get off the fence. Now, yeah, 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 now two days and counting, the Group 2 Maitland Gold Cup. It's a it's a massive event, forty thousand dollars again, just a huge prize money. Yeah, you're spot on, forty grand, as you said, for just over twenty five seconds uh, worth of work, boys. So really good rate there for some of these dogs. And look, it's an emerging dogs race, guys. Um, as as I've said on the program a bunch of times before, it's a one turn track at Maitland. So you're looking for a big long straight up the back, one turn only, and then they fly down the home straight, obviously, to finish there at the Maitland Showground. So it's a little bit different to your typical two-turn track. It tends to favour dogs over uh, girls. Uh, so we've got a mixture of both in the final. But typically, this race is taken out by the boys. And this is the sort of race, boys, that can set you up, you know, potentially down the down the track for a stud career. If, um, if one of the girls were to take it out, then it could be uh, breeding prospects for her later on as well so uh, it's a really interesting race at the moment I think it's Vermoose's to maybe lose Vermoose is just bulletproof from the lids he'll jump out he'll lead and then it's just a matter of whether they can catch him or not 450 meters so it's sort of in between the really really short races and then our sprint trip of 520 meters so Vermoose from the one as I said will lead and as a punter that's what you want to see you want to see your dog at least in the race so if I had to tip one, it'd be the moose. In saying that, there's a couple others in the race that I like. Lemme Dad and Peacekeeper are brothers. They're both trained by Ruth and Danielle Maddock. They're half-brother or half-cousin, I think it is. It's a very loose relationship. Is Wow, a dog that won group races all around the country a couple of years ago. So these are the next batch for the Maddocks. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Maitland, I'll be down there on Friday night. We usually get a pretty good crowd for the Maitland Gold Cup as well. As I said, $40,000 to the winner, a Group 2 event, and we just keep on rolling through these country cups. Beautiful. Some of the best in the business. So the, 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 there's a couple of Queenslanders going down there to try to spoil the party. <clears throat> yeah, there sure is. Uh, the Banana Benders come down in force. They did it last year as well. There was a bloke I ran into at the Heats last week called Gary Smith. 
And I said, hey, it's Gary, right? And he said, yeah, mate, I was down here 12 months ago. I haven't been back since. That's how much I love the place. <laughs> and I went, oh, all right, all right, Gary. Um, but he missed the final, sadly. But there's another bloke by the name of Chris Bryden, who's got Canamble Kid. And I reckon Canamble Kid's probably been Chris's best dog, at least in the last couple of years as well. Um, ran really well in the heats. He ran behind Vamoose. It was only point two five of a length. So, look, if Canamble Kid could get a bit of luck from the wide draw, he's drawn out in box eight. They could be taking that title back up to Queensland. Yeah, nice one, mate. So what's on this weekend? What can the people get around, mate? I'll tell you what they can get around. The Country Classic Final, 125 grand out there at Dubbo. Uh, it's the second edition of the race. Last year it was taken out by Zipping Curios. He missed the final, but Minnie and John Finn, they have another one in called Tanya Keeping, who's going to run a pretty good race. They can make it back-to-back Country Classics. If you want to get involved, but it's only $7.50 for a ticket. You can get in to the Dubbo. Ground track. Not only are we going to have some wonderful racing boys, we've got a bloke by the name of Jason Owen performing a concert out there for young and old. Last year they had Nolsey. He almost ripped the roof off the place when he performed during the Country Classic. And Jason Owen, from all reports, is going to be just as entertaining. So I'm actually getting on a plane Saturday morning after the Maitland Cup on Friday night, flying out to Dubbo. I've got the RM Williams polished up. I've been out to Ed's, a lock and bar to get myself a new hat. And I'm ready to meet all the people out there at Dubbo for what should be an absolutely sensational night and wonderful race as well. He can sing because he's from Dubbo, Jason Owen, because I is. remember him from X Factor. Right, nice. Yeah, he's outstanding. He's well, outstanding. mate, he's got some big boots to fill. Nolsey, mate. I know. Oh. I know. Big black car. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, when he parked tonight, let's go. <laughs> what are we putting our money on? Uh, look, we, uh, I, I hate. We've had a bit of a wretched run, a uh, wretched run, haven't we, um, on this show in the last yes, we couple have. weeks? But stick with us because <laughs> tonight, tonight could be the night. We're going to try. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And, and Rat, I've got to say. The, the text line, and we're going to get to your text now, has gone off around wrestling. I know. Also <laughs> concussion. Yeah, concussion's a big one. Yep. And a, lot, a lot of texts about the concussion. But what about this text from Steve from Dubbo? Who would win out of a Wolves and Sats uh, match? I reckon that would go the full 12 rounds. Well, well, wrestling, you know, it doesn't really have rounds. But, mm. I mean, throw you in a cage, it certainly couldn't be a ladder match because I, I can't see Wolves climbing a ladder at all. If it was a wrestling match, go and – Google a wrestler by the name of Rikishi. Rikishi. Oh, that would that, be Woogie. That would be Woogie. Yeah, it would be Woogie. He used to put his butt in their face, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was his finishing move. Now, what about Ken Shamrock was cool. But what about D-Generation C? It wasn't D-Generation C, was it? No, it was D-Generation X. But That's X is right. next to the C. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> X-Pack. That's from 562. Yeah. Triple H, badass Billy Gunn. X-Pac, oh, Jesse James, and China. China. China was the girl, wasn't she? She was the girl. Yeah. yeah, she was very big and very strong. What about Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. Yeah, but he's a little bit like that. He, he's a bit later. Mm. No, a bit later. Mm. The, the, these guys, we're talking, you know, we're talking 80s. a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. Eddie Guerrero? What about the fabulous Moolah, the Who's, woman? Can't remember <laughs> that. Oh, you don't remember no. the fabulous Moolah? <laughs> She was like the You're original. Right into she it, was like you? the original diva, <laughs> mate. You've got to watch this this series, and, if, and for our listeners out there, if you haven't watched it, it's called the Dark Side of the Ring. It's it a is, doco. It's a it's a document. It's a doc, docu series on. Uh, I think it's on SBS on demand, but it is so interesting. You know, to go into the lives and behind the scenes, and mate, there were murders. You know, suicides, like the stuff that went on behind the ring. It's and 
and yeah, there's been a lot of ugly stuff behind uh, the wrestling world, and uh, yeah, this no is, steroid abuse, all natural. No, all natural. <laughs> it's actually funny. They they go they like they're actually trying to clean it up, but I mean to, th- yep. to think that any of these guys aren't you know juiced to the eyeballs. It's, now, um, Toronto Rod, welcome to the show, Toronto Rod. Matt should keep his nickname instead of the Rat, the Godfather. Will he have another go at Survivor? Now, he was called the Godfather on on Survivor. Have, have you been asked to go on any other? Yeah, reality shows. Yeah, I got asked to just go on one just recently, actually. Just um, it's it's I think it's called um, oh, that the, the mo- challenge, the mole or, or oh, something. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like they are in a mansion and there's a I don't I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I, I just, saw that one. You've yeah, got a they there's three that are classes like the mole. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to try and guess who it is. I get asked all you, the time. Really? Yeah, but I don't, I'm just I'm I don't want to be that guy that's on every reality show. I'm on, I'm, I'm on a reality show. You'd be it's like Sports Day. Yeah, you'd be like <laughs> you'd be like Harrison. Yeah. Harrison after maths will be going on every reality oh, show like Love mate. Island. Just, what a toss yeah. up. Do you reckon he's watching himself at the moment? Oh, of course. You, and sitting back with his mates, just going, "How well did I play this oh, show?" Mate. Oh, mate. Yeah. Australia doesn't like you, Harrison. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, Steve what, says what? we spoke about cage matches, and I'm picking my tips this weekend in the NRL round three based on the coaches going in a cage match against each other and who wins. And as Steve says, evening, fellas, I'm the biggest Brad Arthur fan, but he definitely has that romper-stomper look about him. He does. He does. He's, mate, I've seen him get angry and he's scary. Yeah. And even when he talks, I, I saw him addressing sort of some young players about direction and, you know, what you're trying to achieve in play. And when he speaks, you're, you're certainly listening. You're not looking away from him. Because if he catches you looking away, you'd be worried about the consequences. Yep. Um, Brisbane Eel has given me a bake. He said, "Did Matt did, did Matt just Bruce again, saying he called he called Shane Hill? He did. Oh. He's a massive Bruce. I'm not, mate. He's my mate. Like what? A, but you, he's yeah. my neighbour. I lived next to him for five years. He was my neighbour. My, That's a Brucing again, oh, right mate, there. I lived like, next to Shane Hill. Mate, one of the no, he the lived best next to me. Play. <laughs> <laughs> he lived next to me. Oh, someone called yeah. Joel and Fletch, please. Yeah. Um, now, hi guys. Michael says, has there been a team in history? This is on the back of the breakers who are playing the Sydney Kings in game five. And at the moment we've got, uh, the, the breakers Look at that. up by 11, 20 to nine in the first quarter with a minute and a half to go. Wow. Do, do the Sydney Kings fold under the pressure on their home crowd? Are we going to read, read that headline tomorrow morning? And the feel good story of the NBL, the, the New Zealand breakers. Oh, that was a good play. There. What's what Michael says in rugby league. Has there ever been a team that's gone from last to next year's grand final winners? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that there has been back in the 30s or 40s. We You're came tough. we You're came tough. last in 2001 and then won it in 2003. So that's close. That's two years later. Mm. Uh, we weren't much better the year after. I know that. Yeah. Nick from Newcastle has, has said on the concussion thing, is, is rugby league heading towards an NFL-style helmet and shoulder pads to prevent concussion? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, you're, they've they've actually outlawed tackling like with the helmet on helmet on helmet contact yep. in the in the NFL because that's it becomes a weapon. Um, yeah, it's proven not to not to prevent concussion yeah. certainly. So it's um, yeah. No, I don't think we'll ever go down that path. Mm. Um, now on concussion also, hi um, Badge and Maddie Richard Gear. Uh, Badge is not here. Uh, what is the protocol with the eleven day stand downs for head knocks in the NRL to get an exemption? From it, so the player can play early. And having just gone to the top thirty from top thirty-five or top forty in our real main squad of each team, um, this goes on and on. I, I'm sorry, I can't get to the end of that. Um, yeah, look, that, oh, 
I, I, I like the fact that we're trying to protect our players. I, I don't like the knee-jerk stuff. I don't like the grey area that's created when it becomes yeah. about players' safety. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moving piece. This, yep. And yeah. it's something that you know we've got to continually work on to make sure we're looking after our players. Yeah. So. Let's quickly get to this. We've got time? Okay. On Sports Day, one? it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. Oh, sorry, I can't Scott believe Sattler. I just wandered in. <laughs> He's coming right in. He's going to do uh, you don't have one, do you? Yeah. What do you call someone with no body and no nose? Nobody? Nobody knows. Polish <laughs> 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 was close. Uh, thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for your text. Thanks to AJ Brimson. See you tomorrow night.